The following is a production of the Lance J Radio Network and Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. The opinions and views expressed are certainly those of the host and do not represent the views of Lance J Radio Network. You're listening to Jones and Brown. Both you the crazy. Both Mike Jones and John Brown. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the world-famous Jonesy and Brown Show. Good Lord, I haven't used this program in so long. The program we use to record this show. So I'm, I'm trying to, like, learn it on the fly because it's been so long since we did. Why do we take such a long hiatus, man? It's a lot going on, you know, family stuff. The Eagles lost the Super Bowl. Who wants to talk about Get that? Yeah, you know. did. How did you feel? Like, like not, I mean, the last show we lost. did was the, our pre-Super Bowl show, I believe. Yes, yes. So we we've had two months off about that. Yeah, pretty pretty much. That's how that's how bad that loss hurt us. Took us two months to get back into the swing of things. To get back into. The process of doing shows, recording shows. That all sucked, man. I will tell you this. Oh, I, I tried my hardest to be optimistic. To say, hey, you know what? Yes, losing the Super Bowl sucks. There's no participation trophies. There's no moral victories. Whatever, whatever, you know, push all that aside. I tried my hardest not to to let that loss put me into doom and gloom. You know, we got a young quarterback. Mm-hmm. We have a, a we have a GM who, at the very least has earned the benefit of the doubt and has earned a level of patience to say, hey, you know what? We will probably lose a couple players this offseason. All right, so I'm glad you said that. We're going to gain some players this offseason. I'm glad you said that because you lost Hargrove. Lost him, Very productive D-lineman. Yes. You lost Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, who finished the year tied for the league lead in interceptions. Yes. And let's see. Yeah, who else was lost? Is that or the only major? We lost a couple linebackers. TJ Edwards. Edwards Kaiser and White. White. Uh, yeah, Edwards and White. Mm-hmm. I will say this. It, well, well, so let, you've let, got let some losses. And I, I, and I, I see where you're going with this. So let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Let's jump in the way back machine to last off season. Mm-hmm. You saw the moves that they made. Mm-hmm. Bringing in Bradbury, bringing in uh, Gardner Johnson. Did you think that, did you think then that a year later we'd be sitting here wondering how can we replace Gardner Johnson? Did you think that he would come into a, that he would play a role so big in this team that we'd be saying, well, how can we replace him? Well, when they brought him out, brought him in, it was later 
the offseason last year when yeah, they brought it was, it was him a in. Pretty late, yeah, Gardner but, Johnson was a pretty late sign. But when they did, when we looked at the rest of the pieces around the roster, yes, and we looked at the little we did know about his skill set and ability from what we had seen of him in New Orleans, mm-hmm. we I won't say we knew, but we suspected there was a pretty good chance he would fit in with what the Eagles were doing. Mm-hmm. But it was still a pretty, do you think it was still a pretty low risk, high reward signing? Considering that you gave up, what, a fourth round pick for him? that you're going to get back in compensatory picks. And we talked mm-hmm. about this at the time. Yep. It was extremely low risk. Mm-hmm. So that's not so, the part uh, that hurts. You know, it's once he got here and you saw the productivity mm-hmm. and you saw the fit, the question then becomes if he's only 20, 25 years old, if it's why start the search all over again? Considering, yeah, no, I, the, I, I, I say that with the caveat where we have to consider the Eagles' track record mm-hmm. in finding productive safety play. But would you say that, you know, we have been hard on Howie Roseman on this show in the past? Absolutely. We've been critical, and, and I don't think we've been unfairly critical either. No. Any offered, criticism he's gotten was well deserved. Yes, we 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 praised him when praise was due. We criticized mm-hmm. him in times he needed to be criticized. But I guess for me, I I hear what you're saying in the sense that once he got here, given his age and the level he was able to, the, the level he was able to play. That it would probably it would have been conducive. It would have probably been it would have been a good move to try and lock him up, try and keep him around. However, when I look at the move, the moves that Howie Roseman has made over the last year or so, year two years or so, mm-hmm. to me, I am not. I want to see what he does. I want to see how this. Uh, how this offseason plays out. He to me, I'm I'm willing to be patient. Because like I like I said, you know, look so how he's earned your trust. Messes, he's earned my he's earned my trust, but honestly, it's you know we're not locking into any position. I can get off this bandwagon anytime I want. You know, it, it's it's not like I'm gonna sit here and just be on the Howie bandwagon no matter what happens. If it if it starts to go south, I will jump in front of the same microphone, in front of the same camera, talk to the same people, and we'll, we can criticize Howie Rosen. Now, However, you I, once told saying, me, huh? you once told me that a radio man gave you the advice of pick a take and stick with it. And this might be why we're not on the radio. <laughs> You're flying exactly in the face of that advice. Yeah, I, I, I am because that person is still on the radio, still has a show, pretty popular amongst uh, radio people. Mm-hmm. And we're still we're, we're, we're still doing the podcast thing. We're still doing our own thing. <laughs> people respect us. People like us. 
But it's like, look, I mean, even, even I mean, in the end, it's like I feel like we can criticize. Just like I said, we criticize them when um when it comes time for criticism. Mm-hmm. Praise him when it's time for praise. Right now, I feel like you look at the moves that he made and the, and the fact that last when we was when we were doing shows last April, mm-hmm. we weren't talking about a Super Bowl. We weren't talking about a team that could be a Super Bowl contender. We still weren't sure about Jalen Hurts. We still weren't sure about Nick Sirianni. Yeah, he made it to the playoffs, but I was still a mm-hmm. nine and seventeen that got smacked. In now, the playoffs. That is all true. Mm-hmm. Also, post draft, we like going into training camp and into the mm-hmm. season. We also knew if that if Jalen Hurts improved, the rest of the roster by the time we saw the final product, yeah, we knew that if Hurts made the improvement, the rest of the roster was good enough to make a run. Yeah, we we knew that going into the season. We, we last knew year. that there were weapons. We knew that this and, wasn't just a, a fluke playoff team, but still, we didn't know that they could be as good as we thought they were going to be. We didn't think they would jump out to what eight straight wins. I don't. I, nobody nobody saw that. Yeah. But I think we all thought we could at least win the division, go somewhere in that t- with seventeen games, ten to twelve wins, and win the division. Mm-hmm. Now it turned out that with a soft schedule that turned into what 14 wins. Mm-hmm. But you know, we all I think we all had at least some level of confidence they were going to be in the division race at bare minimum. Looking at mm-hmm. schedule and personnel, we thought they could be in the, the in the division race. Mm-hmm. That that being said, and I'm, I'm gonna have to ask you to dig into your memory banks for a second okay if you recall the conversations you our friend javon alford and i would have going through last last off season pre and post draft we literally we pretty much watched howie roseman make every move that we wanted to see him make and the path was much more visible the path at this point you're looking at things like jalen hurts's contract is due and they've got to make sure they have money available for that and guys Mm -hmm. quarterbacks are asking for guaranteed money now and we see how lamar is going and how big of a number is jalen really going to want and if he goes from 1 million a year to 50 million a year how much more talent are they going to lose and yeah, your offense is going to be locked up, but then what's your defense going to look like? Like these are real questions. And yeah. let's be fair, the offense in the Super Bowl was not the issue. Yeah. I mean, they did account for the only turnover of the game. Mm-hmm. And that turnover directly led to seven points. Yep. Which and was the lost. difference in the game. The difference in the game, yeah. Yep. But their defense did nothing. Mm-hmm. Especially that, in the second half. Especially you- in the second half. Especially in the second half when they needed a play. When you mm-hmm. needed you needed a turnover, you needed something to turn that game around. The defense did not provide it. And then you look at that defense and you you look at losing mm-hmm. you losing Gardner Johnson. Mm-hmm. Losing your two starting uh linebackers. Mm-hmm. Randy, yes, we, you know, we can all talk about the fact that, you know, this this team never re- truly valued throwing up the air quotes. 
linebackers. No, no, and no yeah, you got position. and yeah, you have Nicobe Dean sitting there waiting to play. But if defense was already the problem and you're already fully invested on your offense and it's about to be an even bigger investment on your offense, Mm -hmm. do you think this defense is going to be able to do the job? Honestly, I... I I don't know, and and, and that is is this I, a year I, I, where Howie's going to have to draft all defense? It's funny you say that, but it's like I can't see that ever. Ha- I can't see that ever happening. Okay, all defense and an O lineman. That I that I could see. I, I could one O lineman and the rest defense. Howie could do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and but you also know how 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 he operates mm-hmm. you know we were talking you know this time last year we were talking about the eagles with what three first round picks uh mm-hmm. yeah they started with three i believe started with three and no one saw aj brown coming no one saw that coming. no no, no one saw that coming so it's like <laughs> you see how this general manager operates mm-hmm He's aggressive. He takes risks. So we sit here and we'll, we look at the map to the offseason. We say, hey, you know, there, there hasn't been a lot of free agency movement yet. They have not brought in a lot, you know, those big name free agents yet. The draft is still three, four weeks away. Mm-hmm. You don't know who's going to be a late off-season cut that they could bring in that could help this team. And you know that there is a traditional roadmap to next season, and then you have a general manager who doesn't necessarily follow that roadmap. So we could sit here on in the beginning of April and say, who is he going to bring in? Who is he going to draft? Who could he sign? Who could he re-sign? Who could he trade? And then in three weeks, when it comes time to actually put the plan into action, go completely left. We were talking about who he could who he could draft with all those picks that he had last year. The next thing you know, he uses one of those picks to make probably one of the biggest moves in the offseason by bringing True. in A.J. Brown. He used one of those picks to bring in a player at a position we were thinking he could draft. And then the rest, and then the rest of the way, he pretty much followed the script, drafted all the players we wanted. Mm-hmm. Well, at and least all like, players I wanted. Because you, when when you think when you think about it, and, and this is something that we also talked about. We we knew that there was room for improvement in that wide receiver room, mm-hmm. but we had also said that had the Eagles gone into last season with Devontae Smith as their number one wide receiver, that wouldn't have been the biggest of our issues. No, but at least at that point felt like they probably should have drafted another receiver if they yeah, if they did but, go that route. But but nonetheless, we there was a level of comfort with Devontae Smith being the number one wide receiver. Going Agreed. But there was a known need for another receiver. So let's balance yeah. it. We, we we were comfortable if Devontae had to play the number one, but then we knew we needed a number two. Nobody wanted Quez as number two. True, but but like I said, the the 
we were comfortable with the number one. We knew we needed a solid. We knew if we went in with the, the current number one, with that being Devontae Smith, mm-hmm. that we would need a solid number two. What did they do? They went out and got a bona fide number one and moved the guy that we were prepared to have as number one slide to number two. And the guy that we didn't want as number two slide to number three. And that gave us a whole lot more comfort. Absolutely. So, you know, but I say all of this to say the moves like that have me saying, you know what, let, 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 let's let this man work. I want to see what he does. Okay. So given, reserve, so given Fletcher right Cox $10 million makes you comfortable. Given, I don't think, I don't think necessarily giving Fletcher Cox $10 million with the deal that he has necessarily handcuffs it. I don't like if, if there's I'm not t- a move I'm, I'm, I'm asking give no, I, I, a guy are you asking are you so, asking me I'm, am I cool with that I'm asking is get does because you're saying you know give Howie some broom mm-hmm. get give him some trust he, so okay. I'm so based on the moves we've seen so far based we've seen him get we've seen him give a guy who's clearly on the decline mm-hmm. 10 million dollars that's a lot of money for a guy, for a defensive tackle who's on the way down. We've we've seen him decide to keep both Bradbury and Slay and let Gardner Johnson go, who's a less expensive player mm-hmm. than either corner, when you're in a position in the draft where you easily could have drafted a number number two corner and let one of either Bradbury or Bradbury or Slay go. I mean, there are things there to question. I'm not saying how he's done a terrible job, yeah. but there are no, fair you, questions to ask. No, you you are absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Um, but I, like I said, I at this point, I don't have a huge problem with it. Let it play out. I'm I'm cool with that. I'm not going to, and honestly, I, like I said, I reserve the right to come back here and act like I didn't say that this week. And be like, man, Fletcher Cox is absolutely overpaid. How he absolutely over, he blew it. I reserve the right to do that. In a Let's month, make like sure we do, save this tape from. Save it. You know me. I don't, I don't delete tweets. All our archives are still there. You can watch it. You can see it. It's there. Any, you know, they'll be there. So right now, I'm I'm cool. Running back, you brought in Rashad Penny, who's been productive when he plays, but doesn't play a whole lot because he gets hurt. Um. So now that you have that running back, are you, does that take you out of the running back draft? I mean, what kind of things are we talking about here? Real quick shout out to Javon all for watching. So the crazy part is Cox had a larger off offer on table. Good news about Cox is the money is off the books next year. That is true. Cox's money is off the books next year. Yeah. Could have yeah. been off the books this year. Yeah, true, true, true. Keep a vet, you know, keep a veteran. You know, if you know, worse keep a veteran, hope that players like Davis develop and then you won't need mm-hmm. Cox as much. Okay. You know, but we'll we'll see. We'll see. We'll see draft drafts coming up. All I, I honestly 
I think I felt better this time last year than I do this time this year. Mm-hmm. And that's really what it is. At this bad. point last year, I just didn't feel bad. Mm-hmm. I said I felt better this time last year. Uh, um, and that's even after, and that's including knowing the leap hurts made as a quarterback. Mm-hmm. I still felt better last year this time. Nah, nah, man. I, I think I disagree. I, I, I think I feel I, I. There was a part of me that was afraid that last year's playoff run was fool's gold. You know, I there was a part of me that felt like with these sports now, and you're seeing it more and more. Mm-hmm. You know, you've now seen it in the NBA where they're they're expanding their playoffs, and it's like it wasn't necessarily because all these leagues have a whole bunch of good teams that you need to just expand the playoffs so more good teams can play. I was afraid that when you opened up the playoffs for more teams, Mm -hmm. you were going to end up with a team that would not have made the playoffs, come into the playoffs and look like a team that didn't deserve to be in the playoffs. That was the Eagles in Nick Sirianni's first yes, year. Yes, that was, and that was the Eagles. So they had their They went and they played a a, a real playoff team. Mm-hmm. Tampa, Tampa Bay, Bay whooped their behinds, and they got cooked. So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, what happens now? But because you're sitting it, there, and and, and, and honestly, and, and, and think back, and I, I'm, I'm not trying to take you there, but just allow me to go there for a, a brief second. You don't. You yourself don't have to stay here long. But let me take you here for a brief second. You remember what happened to the Eagles the very first year of uh, that guy in between in mm-hmm. between Doug and uh, Andy. Mm-hmm. You remember what happened his very first season and what they I were remember. able to do. Yes, and you remember what happened to that same team the two following seasons before that guy was shown the door. Mm-hmm. I think that's a bad comparison. Well, I think a better the reason I say the reason I say that the better comparison would be the first year of Doug Peterson, Mm -hmm. and the reason I think that's a better comparison is because you, if you look at the bones of that team, the cores of those teams, like the Doug the Doug Peterson team, Mm -hmm. the Nick Sirianni team, (coughs) excuse me, both those teams were built to be really strong up the middle mm-hmm. on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. The other guy's team, the defense went from a 4-3 to a 3-4 without having a real nose tackle or any of the mm-hmm. personnel, without having the linebackers. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be soft up the middle. You're going to get gutted by the run. And then you're running how many offensive plays a game, which means your defense is on the field all the time so by week 12 they're exhausted Mm -hmm. when they when they hired that guy Mm -hmm. i had questions from the starts i'm like his system is a college system that works when you have 90 players Mm -hmm. how's that work in the league the other guys we knew they were nfl guys so i don't like that comparison to that that 
that oh. one guy who went to San Francisco then back to college. No, I understand, but I think it was more along it was more along the lines of the results. Whereas the guy comes, the, that guy comes in and and immediately takes the team to the playoffs, only mm-hmm. to never get back again. No, I understand what you're saying, and and and, I'm, and I guess my fear last season was like, okay, did this was this an improved team, or was this team that or was this a team that took advantage of? Now opening up the schedule and allowing more teams, but that that's exactly that's exactly what I mean. Though when you look at the team from Sirianni's first year, nine and seven, kind of snuck into the playoffs at the end. Mm-hmm. But when you look at how that team was built, the O line was you knew the best mm-hmm. in the league, O-line and nobody was, solid. was no not solid. They were the best in the league, and nobody was going anywhere. Mm-hmm. You knew that. Said they're not solid. Or, or you're saying I, they're, more I, than, they're better than solid. They were better than just solid. They were okay. the best O-line okay. in the league. Okay. Because by the end of that year, you knew Maialata was a player. You knew yep. Dickerson was a player. Mm-hmm. You knew who Kelsey was. You knew who Johnson was. And Sayamalu held his own at the right guard spot. You had the mm-hmm. So you knew you had the best O-line in the league at that, o, at that year. Okay. You knew you at least had a legit guy who could play your number one receiver. You knew you still had Slay, who's still produce at corner. Mm-hmm. You knew you still had guys on your D line that could produce, mm-hmm. and you were walk walking to, into that offseason with so many picks in the future that even if Hertz didn't make the jump, you're still in a good situation building going forward Got because it. of what was coming in the following QB classes. You just keep mm-hmm. building your roster. Gotcha. So, so at the end of that year. Mm-hmm. I knew I was looking at a team that was on the way up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Now, moving forward, this team right now, this quarterback right now, let's just say, and let's start small. Let's say NFC. Top three, top three quarterback in the NFC. Currently? Top three. Yeah, currently. Currently. Today, Today I go top three. Top three. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's a. Best in best in the division easily. Based on last season. Yes. Not based on career. Because Hertz was a starter for two years. His first mm-hmm. one wasn't that great. Mm-hmm. His second one was amazing. Mm-hmm. So based on last season, yeah, he's a top three NFC, top of the NFC East quarterback. Okay. All right. At at this moment. Okay. What does this team need to do? You said you felt a little bit more comfortable going into last season than you did this season. Mm-hmm. What do I they did. need to do? What do they need to do to build that confidence? What would make you feel better? Last year, there were a couple things that made me feel good. One of them was Howie Roseman addressed the linebacker position fairly early. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you knew you had guys like Kazir White coming in. You, you know, you knew you had those guys. So th- that in itself, ma- knowing we had linebackers made me feel better. Okay. <sighs> knowing that you had Hargrave, Cox, Graham, all those guys on the D-line, and you were likely bringing in another one. Like, you had going into that draft three first round picks plus a team with very solid bones on both lines. Mm-hmm. 
So you knew you had the potential to add a lot of weapons. You weren't going into a situation where you needed a running back. You had one. Mm-hmm. You knew you had a number, a one or two receiver in a slot. You needed to add another one in your top two, but you knew you had two of those three positions covered. You knew you had, well, you knew you needed some secondary help. But at that point, you actually thought that's probably something we'll draft and be okay. So you knew, so you knew basically. So basically, you're saying they, they got a lot of work to make you comfortable? I'm not saying it's a lot of work, but I think mm. the margin of error is, is smaller this year. Oh, like Howie Roseman's margin of error is a little smaller this year for because last year, let's be real, you could still a large part of it was being able to bank on the fact that Jalen Hurts is making less than a million dollars a year. When you have Hurts' contract looming over you, you don't have the same money to just throw around and bring in everybody. Mm-hmm. It's a whole different story when you say, oh, well, we'll go to the draft, draft who we can, and then we have all the money out there that we want to sign everybody else. What do you what do you think it is that whole because but before I before we move on I want, I want people to be aware of something last year the Eagles spent less than fifteen million dollars on all of their skill position players on offense including the quarterback like AJ Brown got the extension but it hadn't kicked in yet because he was still on the last year of his deal from Tennessee that he got traded on. His cap number was a million dollars. Devonta Smith was on his rookie deal. Mm-hmm. Quez Watkins on a rookie deal as a late round pick. Zach Pascal was a late free agency addition who didn't make much money. So you got the tight end, Dallas Goddard making decent money. And then Miles Sanders on the last year of his deal as a second round pick. And a quarterback who's a second round pick. You've got a lot of money to throw around at the rest of the roster last year when your starting skill position players combined for less than 10% of the salary cap. That's not the case anymore. A.J. Brown's extension is kicked in. You've got to have money cleared because for Hurts. You're looking at thinking about what you're doing with a, oh, excuse me, Devonta Smith long-term. Going into his third year, he's eligible for extension after this year as well. You can't tie up that kind of money anymore. So this, so for the, these are things where you, Howie just has a smaller margin of error, mm-hmm. and that's really what is not that I think the team is bad or they're in trouble. That margin of error is slim, so you got to get these moves right. Yeah. That's why I felt better this time last year. Understood, understood, and 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 I get that. And I guess for me, once again, it 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 goes to this is a level of trust that Howie has earned so far. And that's not to say that he can't screw this up. He could. If oh, he absolutely. Yeah, he could, and if he did, then we would criticize him. We could go right back and say, hey. I remember when Jonesy said you needed to do A, B, and C when you needed to do that and said you did it D, E, F, 
you know, you did HIJ, you know, that that could happen. That could very well happen. You know, you just got to wait and see. I just think, like, I'm not unlike, – unlike the past. And in the past, we, you know, we, we've, we've made do or die out of everything. Mm-hmm. You know, and you get to the off season. We need all these moves. I, I, I did a, I did Roy Burton's uh, podcast a couple weeks ago. Shout out to Roy. And I said, at the time, I'm like, for March, I'm good. You know, there there have been times in the past where we've sat there, we've looked at moves, and it, and it, it'll be crazy because you'll look up at the calendar, you'll see February. You'll see March and you're like, you'll see other teams making moves and whether or not the Eagles necessarily have made the right moves or made any moves, you're sitting there and you just feel like it's not enough. And I'm saying for now, for right now, for April 6th, as we sit here and talk on April 6th, I'm good. That could change. That could not change. Let me see what happens. But real quick, I wanted to get your opinion because we talked about having a quarterback who is in line for a, a, a slight pay raise. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and there's a quarterback two hours down the road seems to be getting into it with his with his empl- his current employer. Mm-hmm. And real quick before we we move off football, I wanted to get your opinion of that and how you think it might affect the Eagles if it would affect the Eagles at all. Do you really want to know how I feel about this? That's, why, why? Why would you do that, man? Are we married? Because I don't. Because I, I don't think you really want to know how I feel about this. Why? I don't. Because I don't. I don't. All right. Fine. But don't tell me you ain't want to hear this when I'm done saying it. I think the Ravens are doing the right thing. And if they, they'd have been idiots to give Lamar Jackson what he wants. You've got a guy who've had, who's had limited to, let's be honest, no playoff success as a late first round pick. He's improved as a passer, but he's still erratic. And he wants somewhere in that area of $50 million a year fully guaranteed. And he's been injured at the end of the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. At the end of this year, he missed several games. I'm not giving him that kind of guaranteed money. You tell me that you want that kind of money, I'm going to do exactly the same thing the Ravens did. Transition tag, you find somebody else to give you that, more power to him. Because mm-hmm. I'm not even matching it. More power mm-hmm. to him, give me the two first rounders. Real quick. Shout out to Javon Offered, always supportive of the show. He mm-hmm. said, "Blame the Browns for get, uh, setting that precedent in that QB." Yeah, they gave they. QB I agree. The, the Browns, the Browns set a really bad precedent, mm-hmm. and I think you're what you're seeing in the Lamar Jackson situation is a overcorrection. Not only are the Ravens saying we're not doing it, all the other franchises are saying, "Well, you're on your own because we're not doing it either. We're not giving you that and giving up two first round picks, like." Other teams, like who was in the Colts, Jim Ursay says, I don't believe in fully guaranteed contracts. He just flat out said he doesn't believe in it. 
Mm-hmm. So you're seeing a market correction. The other way, whether or not anybody came out and said it, ownership and, G- and GMs, man, the front offices were mad about that to Sean Watson contract. You gave a guy who basically sat out two years, $250 million fully guaranteed. And I get it. You're Cleveland. Nobody wants to come there. You were desperate for a quarterback, so they did what they had to do as the Browns. Mm. But nah, nobody else wants to do that. No. no, Nobody. So let me ask you this. And and we will transition this back to the Eagles. If Jalen Hurts wants that full, fully guaranteed well, no, contract, no, 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 I'd no. do first, the same first, thing. No, for, for, first of all, would you consider the Browns giving that all that money to Deshaun Watson? Stupid. Is that the Browns Browning? Yes. Because you know what I say about the Browns every year. Mm-hmm. Browns going brown. Exactly. That's bad the Browns move. Browning. That's a bad move. Okay. I mean, now getting back to the Eagles, I'm not going to say, because you, you told me, you said, do you really want to know what I want to think? You know, you're going to mm-hmm. don't get mad. I'm not the reason I said bad. that is because I'd move Jalen Hurts out, too, if he wants 50 million or fully guaranteed money. I'm trading him, too. I'm not giving any quarterback that kind of money unless you have the potential to literally be the best quarterback in the league. And as much as I love Hurts, he ain't Mahomes. That's the bridge I would cross when I got when I get there. I'm not mad at you for saying we're there now. He's got he's he's negotiating no, I mean, the contract. We're there. Nego- yeah, no, what I'm saying, he comes out and says, Hey, I need X amount of money guaranteed. Where you we now know, not speculating if he wants it, if he asks for it. We're not okay. playing the what ifs game. I'm saying if we come out here and we know he's saying, I want Deshaun Watson money, or I want X amount of dollars guaranteed. Saying mm-hmm. no, not if not heard, no, then I would be like, "Yeah, man, shut up! I want to hear you. I, I want to hear you out." I'm not not say I wouldn't say you were wrong, but I would say, "Shut up, man! I, I don't want to." I mean, I don't hear you. even if it's not fully guaranteed, mm-hmm. I don't think he's worth forty, forty-five million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. There are very few quarterbacks I do think are worth that. Worth that much money? Very few, ever. Mm-hmm. I mean. Most of these guys getting this big money. What happened? Aaron Rodgers and, and Russell Wilson. Every other year, they're re- renegotiating their deals so they're the top paid dudes. Yeah. What What's happened to them since they were on their rookie deals? Neither one of them sniffed winning anything. Yeah, and I, I, I find that funny. As great as both of them have been talked about being. And the thing about it is, I feel like all that is selective memory. Because whenever whenever you see the public discourse about breaking off a quarterback, you throw out all you throw out the quarterbacks who renegotiate their deals mm-hmm. to free up more cap space. You talk about Russell Wilson. You talk about oh, no, Aaron Rodgers. Oh no, they didn't. About- hold on, time out. They didn't renegotiate to free up more cap space. They renegotiated to make sure they stayed the highest paid. Mm-hmm. But doesn't that also free up more cap space? No, because they're. No, they weren't freeing up cap space. They wanted more money. Mm-hmm. Like an extension, you can, Tom Brady renegotiated to free up more cap space. Mm-hmm. That's not what Aaron Rodgers is doing. Okay. Aaron Rodgers just wants more money. Okay. So l- then let's, let's focus on Tom Brady then. Mm-hmm. 
you use Tom Brady as an example because when, once he started renegotiating his contract, that's what got the, you know, it kind of propelled the Patriots back into that top of the league. Uh, it's not kind of what did it. That's absolutely what did it. But the fact is because they won, their, they won yeah. their first three on his rookie deal. Yes. And then there was a 10 year gap yes, that's, where he's making top yeah. money. Yes, that and is then he started point. taking the pay cuts, yes. and they started winning again. That's the point that I'm trying to make: that people mm -hmm. forget that 10 year gap in between championships. Mm -hmm. They kind, of, you know, they kind of squeeze the first three and the last three, last four. Last, well, last four. Well, I'm, what I'm saying is, uh, I'm just talking about Patriots, Tom Brady. Okay. The first when he was when he was actively renegotiating deals. Mm hmm. They 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 squeeze those together like the ten years in between them never happened. Never happened. So like, oh, why isn't Tom Brady? Because the top uh, the top ranked quarterback and not winning championships. So when you see a quarterback, it's like, no, I mean, I I get your point, and I am not saying that your point is wrong, Mike Jones. Mm -hmm. In that. I understand why you're saying, you know what, these teams should not give out this level of guaranteed money. However, from the quarterbacks, from the players' perspective, it's like, okay, you got to get that money first before you, you know, these players right. are looking to get that money before they start thinking about renegotiating. Here's you my know? question. Mm -hmm. So a, a guy like Jalen Hurts, his style of play, he runs a lot. He was injured for banged up at the end of this year. He banged up at the end of last year. Uh -huh. Do you think he has a 10 year window to make big money and then still come back as a pocket passer at the end and get you more wins? I don't know. Probably not. Probably, but if you're, probably but if you're, not. But if you're Jay Tom Brady, hold on, because hear me out, because Tom Brady did that, but he had another 10 years at the back end because all he did was stand still and throw darts. That's not who Jalen Hurts is. I understand. His game exposes him to risk. So if I'm the team, I don't have 10 years for him to wait to figure out it's better for the team to take less money. I got you. But the fact the fact still remains, Jalen Hurts understands that he, he understands that his window is not, he doesn't have a large window either. Mm -hmm. Agreed. And... Since, and since there isn't a lot of, normally a lot of guaranteed money in pro football, he's got to get what he can when he can. Mm -hmm. So he's going to do what he has to do. And you just hope that what he wants and what he does while he does it is not something that is too much for the Eagles to acquiesce to. All right. To say, question, hey, you know, question for you as a fan. Okay. What's more important to you? The front of a player's jersey or the back? Front. Okay. Front. So, so if the front of the jersey is more important, are you hoping that what which is which would be your line of thought that what happens works in the best interest of the team, or that a player you like gets all the money he can get, which is most likely going to be bad for the team? I don't believe that you have that it has to be one or the other. It has I to am, be. This is football. It's not basketball or baseball. No, 
this is what I'm saying. No, what I'm so what you're saying. So what? No, no, no. I'm explain myself because you said the reason I say it has to be. I'll be real quick. Is because you have a hard salary cap. Paying the player more doesn't make the player better. So your ceiling is at such a point, but I'm paying you above that point because you're getting. 50, 30% of the cap when you're worth 15. Anything above 15%, I'm wasting money. Mm-hmm. That's so how are, you have to look at it in a hard cap sport. So are you saying that there is no way for there's no way for the Eagle the Eagles to give Jalen Hurts up a respectable deal? Now, I'm not saying no no hometown discount. There's there's no way that there's no way a, a deal that could be worked that both sides are happy. They have to underpay Jalen Hurts. All right. We're going into the 23 season, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. In 2023, the NFL salary cap is set to be 22.48 million. Mm-hmm. 10% of that mm-hmm. would have you at 20, 22.5 million. 22 million. You're at 15% of the cap. Mm-hmm. Ever. As a cap hit. So if they could find a way to give Hertz his money and keep him the way the money's going, you can't even keep a guy under 10% and pay him, which is why I don't like these deals unless this guy is literally an all-time great quarterback. Because if once you're at over 10%, what you're looking at is guys named Favre, Manning, Mm-hmm. Breeze, you know, got the guys like that, all time great guys. Mm-hmm. If you, so, if you're not one of those guys, mm-hmm. paying you that kind of money might be good for ticket sales, might be good for TV ratings because there's a narrative to sell. Yep. But if we're actually talking about winning in the playoffs, track the numbers say it it, it doesn't pan out too well. Mm-hmm. If you're in a now, if you could might be in a bad decision, bad division where there are not a lot of good quarterbacks, but and he's talking about Kyler Murray and Danny Dimes money. Yeah. Those dudes got overpaid. Okay, those rosters. So Danny, you, Danny look Dimes what, look got. What, look what happened to the Cardinals recently. They yeah. look good to you last year. No. You think they feel okay. good about what no. Kyler Murray's getting right now? No. Is Jalen Hurts better than Kyler Murray? Yes. So Jalen Hurts is, uh, is, is better than Kyler Murray, but you don't want to pay him more than Kyler Murray. All right. Kyler no, Murray, no, no, no. Right, so this is what I'm saying. So he deserves to be paid more than Kyler Murray, mm-hmm. but Kyler Murray is overpaid. If Kyler Murray were making what Kyler Murray deserved, then yeah. Jalen Hurts deserves more than that. Uh-huh. But Kyler Murray's making way more than Kyler Murray deserves. 
Hurts. So Jalen Hurts does not make the, you don't believe that the Eagles should give Jalen Hurts more than what Kyler Murray gets right now. No. Okay. Jared Allen, forty-three million. Hmm. Yes, that means no or yes. And Josh Allen, regardless of whether or not he's overpaid, I wouldn't. I don't think Kyler. Uh, I don't think Jalen Hurts deserves more money than Josh Allen. Okay. I said Jared Allen. I'm bugging. Right now, right now, the three, the two guys in the in the league that I I would actually give that kind of money to are Mahomes and Burrow. That's it. And Jalen Hurts is not either of those guys. He's not either of those guys. Okay. All right. Josh Allen's not. He's close. Like, they're that next tier down. Like, they deserve some money. Mm-hmm. But I personally don't feel like you deserve to be the highest paid unless you're the best. Going back if, to something that you said before when you talked about elite quarterbacks. Elite is Patrick Mahomes and uh, Joe Burrow. In the current NFL, yeah. Current NFL, right now. Right now. Not all time, not, you know, total body, mm-hmm. body of work. I'm talking about from 2000, the, the end of 2020. The tw- uh, the twenty-two, the twenty-one, twenty-two season, or the twenty-two yeah. season, the Going Super Bowl went into twenty-three. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Fair Mahomes enough. and Burrow, the only two guys I would pay that kind of money to. Fair enough. Fair M- enough. M- Mahomes, he's the proven winner, and Burrow has proven he make he can lift the offense and make it better without having all the weapons around him. He's had some receivers, but his offensive line terrible. So you know he could do things to elevate his offense. So you don't have to have the same type of like I might be able to skimp on some positions like, okay, this guy can work with a bad O-line. So I don't have to have the Eagles O-line to be successful with Burrow. And uh, so I can reaccount. So, yeah, those two guys I would pay. They've shown me enough like they can lift their team. They actually like. And then another thing I want from a quarterback to pay that much. And there aren't really that many guys in the league that do this right now. Uh-huh. Not just have a strong arm or throw, like throw a good deep ball. Like guys who can literally throw a receiver open. Mm. That's not a phrase you even hear a lot these days. But to be able to throw like that accuracy, timing, and to throw a receiver open where he's covered, but because of where the quarterback put the ball, putting he's the not ball really, only, yeah, putting he's the not ball really where, covered. Where all all he can do is catch. Only one mm-hmm. person can catch it. No, I so like there's some guys who are good at putting the ball up where the receiver has a chance to go up and compete and out jump the receiver and things like that. And then there are quarterbacks who just drop it in there where nobody else had a chance. Gotcha. You know, yep. though those are the guys that get that are worth the big money to me. Money. And it's not a lot of them. All right. All right. I hear you. Dude, we gotta pivot because thought we were only going to spend like a half hour on the Eagles and we ended up spending like 50 minutes on the Eagles. All right, so we got 10 minutes for Sixers and Phillies. Let's go. All right, here we go. Sixers <laughs> and Phillies. Let me ask you something. Do you, straight up, do you care about the MVP race? No. No. It's only have you, thing ever, I, have you okay. ever about it? Has that ever been important to you? Before the game became analytics, yes. Okay. But once the voter, like the, these new voters, with everything being analytics, mm-hmm. eh, not as much. So you but do, you do believe that the eye test has been devalued? It's absolutely been devalued. Okay, I absolutely I absolutely believe that. So the MVP means a little less to me. 
The one thing that I do care about is that I don't want to see Jokic win it three times in a row because of what that means historically. Like you look at the guys who have won three MVPs, yeah. like period, not just three in a row, won three MVPs, period. You're talking about some of the best players of all time. Yeah. And he's not that. Yeah. He's not, he's our, nobody even thinks he's the best player right in the league right now. Mm-hmm. So for that reason and that reason alone, I don't want to see Jokic win it. But if I'm being objective, I would also say that of the past three seasons, including this one, this is probably Jokic's best argument for MVP because his team is actually winning at the highest clip. Mm. And that, as you know, for us, our generation coming up was one of the most important factors is that you're you're not just putting up empty numbers. You're, t- you're putting up those numbers – on a team that's winning at a winning at a high clip. Yes. So, you know, if you were putting up big numbers on the eighth knife seed back then, you weren't even getting you weren't even thought about for MVP votes because people back then knew the easiest way to inflate stats in basketball is to play bad basketball. But remember I said that. The easiest way to inflate basketball stats is to play bad basketball. And I'll give you a quick example. Michael Carter-Williams in the Sixers. You remember his rookie year, how bad that team was and how good everybody thought Carter-Williams was because he got triple-double his first game and averaged near a triple-double? Was that because he was that great or was it because he was the best player on a terrible team? So he got to have the ball and do too much. You see, you see what I mean? No, I, I got you. I got you. So that being that being said, I understand it's not that important to you. Mm-hmm. However, do you believe that Joel Embiid has done enough to win the MVP? Absolutely, absolutely, he's done enough to win it. The one person I would make a, I'd say, is a legit argument is not Jokic for me this year. Sianis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he goes under the radar because it's so consistent and so yeah. expected from him what he does. Yeah, I, I think Giannis has kind of has kind of approached it, it's kind of reached and he's kind of reached that Jordan, Kobe, LeBron level where it's he's he's been so good mm-hmm. for so long. Like 25, 8, and 7 for Giannis is no big deal. Yeah, where it's like every year you could have given Jordan the MVP. Mm -hmm. Every year you could have given Kobe the MVP. And and, and when we think about it over the the scale of his work, what what do we talk about with Kobe? During his prime, when he was putting up the biggest numbers, Steve Mm -hmm. Nash wins two straight MVPs. Exactly. And it's like – and and now as you look back at it, it's because Kobe was so good and you know he was so locked in, it almost wasn't a big deal. Yeah. It's like, here's Giannis. This is just Giannis being Giannis. Mm-hmm. And the Bucks are where they've been for and the they're the number one seed, and they're the number yeah. one seed and right now they've got it locked yeah. up. Yeah. 
so that, they're the so, number one seed. That's Giannis being Giannis. They're just doing, you know, mm-hmm. it's not, you know, they're so good, it's not exciting anymore. So, yeah, if you told me Giannis won the MVP, yeah. eh, I'd be like, man, I wish it would be, got it, but I can't be mad at that. Yeah. yeah. Which would make you, which would make you matter if you got matter? Would, would it be Jokic or, or Giannis? Jokic, for sure. Okay. Because one, I think Embiid's the better player than Jokic. Uh-huh. And two, if you give this guy, like I said, if you give this guy three MVPs in a row, so all your analytics and stat guys that are running around not, not understanding the game these days, yeah, yeah you're gonna have. We'll be you're, you're we'll be talking see, about your Joker was the best big ever. That's oh, what yeah. we'll be hearing, and that's what yeah. we'll be hearing yeah. in ten years. Bunch of, bunch of TikTok was, videos about Jokic was better than Shaq. Shaq mm-hmm. never won three straight MVPs. Y'all, y'all didn't understand how yeah. good Jokic was. He's better. Mm-hmm. Like Shaq yeah. didn't win three MPPs. Shaq oh, didn't, av- didn't win Shaq didn't average though. eight assists. Like, uh-huh. yeah, but Shaq was better. Yep. You know, yep. we're back to that thing where that eye test matters. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. You're 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 absolutely right. Absolutely right. So let me ask you this question, answer. We're coming to the end of the 2022-2023 regular season. Mm-hmm. Has this Philadelphia 76ers team shown you anything <laughs> to make you believe that they can get past the second round? All right. So I'm going to check the standings before I answer that question. Uh-huh. And I, I already know the answer, but I'm going to tell you why. That's uh-huh. why I'm checking the standings. The number one seed in the Eastern Conference, as it sits, is is who? Milwaukee Bucks. The number two seed, as it stands, is who? Boston Celtics. Six, three seed is our 76ers, correct? Yes. Yes. Unlikely that the Sixers move down to the fourth seed, right? No, no, I don't. I don't believe they. Yeah, they've they've got a two and a half game lead on the fourth spot with three games to go. Mm-hmm. Cleveland only has two games to go in the fourth spot, so they'd have to lose out, and Cleveland would have to win out, and then you end up in a tie. They're not going into the fourth. They're not going to the fourth seed. No. Milwaukee clinched the number one. Yep. So, second round matchup against Boston. I would have rather played Milwaukee in the second round. No, I understand. I don't like the mat, the way the Sixers no. match up against the Boston Celtics, and I absolutely would not be surprised to see them lose in the second round again, which brings up lots of questions like, does Harden stay? Does Embiid ask out? And do you have to start over? I tell you about asking me these questions. No, no, no. I think... I I don't feel very comfortable. I don't feel very confident 
in Sixers versus Celtics because I feel like the strength of the Celtics. The perimeter. Yes. Let's call, let's call it what it is. The Sixers yeah, the perimeter defense stinks. The Sixers perimeter defense stinks. And when you think about And you have Marcus Boston Smart, Celtics, Jason Tatum, and, J- and Jalen Brown. Brown will abuse the Sixers perimeter. Yes. And they actually can defend and they, a, and they can actually defend yeah. decently themselves. They can defend decently themselves. And I feel like they can abuse the Sixers worse than Joel and B can abuse can abuse mm-hmm. the Celtics because the Celtics have no answer for Embiid. Because what you just said, you said Embiid abused the Celtics. Yep. And then you said the Celtics, it's, plural, abused abuse the Sixers. Sixers. Yeah. No, you're right. And that's that's why I don't like the matchup. Yep. So, I won't say it's impossible for the Sixers to win. You have a guy that dominant, that unstoppable. You've got a puncher's chance. Yeah. Joel Embiid would have to have the series of his life against the Boston Celtics. I I, I said, I, I told a friend of mine a week ago that if Embiid, can be, you know, reach his full potential, run run end-to-end on change of possessions, and essentially turn himself into Shaq Olajuwon, then Sixers can win. Not Shaq Olajuwon. No. Mm-hmm. Shaquille Olajuwon could lead the Sixers to a victory. Mm-hmm. All right. And, you know, MB at his full potential is that. He's as physically dominant and imposing as Shaquille was, and he's got the skill set and touch that Elijah Wan had. He's got to put it all together. Got to stay healthy, mm-hmm. and in my import, my opinion, the most important thing is he can't be lazy. He's got to change ends, play hard, be the first one in the paint. You don't got to stay there, but you got to you got to be their first one there. Yeah, I I think unfortunately this is setting up to be probably the biggest should we blow it all up season off season for the Sixers in a long time. Well, if Harden decides to leave, that's not really much of a question. Is, the answer is yes. Because this is because this. Uh, no, I understand, and, and we can have that conversation later. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's another conversation. But yeah, but, but if they is, if they lose to the Celtics or whoever or anybody but, in the second round, but, but here, but here's the thing: those questions are thing. coming at the third seed. You're looking at a first round matchup with Brooklyn, where we're going to get up front and per. We're going to get upfront and personal. We're going to get at least four games, four to seven games of Mikel Bridges. Sixers should draft somebody like him. Yes. Like so, he, so Sixers say, should so, draft somebody just like him. He'd be a perfect so, fit. So when you sit here and, and 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 we know that Bridges is motivated, Bridges is probably. Did you know he got Player top. of the Month last year in the Eastern last month in the Eastern Conference? You know that that guy. Did you know that? You know that that guy. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not going going to that rabbit hole. But you know that that guy is licking his chops to get 
national TV games against the team, his hometown team that, dra that drafted him and then shipped him out the same day. Before guy that's not in the league anymore. So they traded him for Zaire Smith. Zaire Smith pumped my gas last. When's week. the last time you heard somebody say his say the name Zaire Smith? Zaire Smith bagged my groceries last week. But nonetheless, you sit here and and this is going to be. Um, let's see, real quick. Uh, Javon asked, "Who in Brooklyn is going to stop and beat nobody?" Nobody. All I'm saying, I, I, I'm not saying that this the Sixers would have to. Oh, we're talking about the fall apart. We're, we're talking yeah. about them losing. The, the Sixers second would round. have to absolutely fall apart to lose to the uh to to Brooklyn. But what I'm saying is, you're going to see Mikael Bridges have a coming out party, only to beat him, move on to the Celtics, and lose because you don't have a player like Mikael Bridges. Mm-hmm. That's why this is going to be bad. You're going to sit here and watch. You're going to watch Mikel Bridges become a star. So you'll be well familiar with with his game. Yes. When you, you get to the to next see, round yeah, yeah, the and, is, and wish, is, like, man, yeah. Yeah. I wish I had Mikel Bridges to throw like on Jason Tatum. Yeah. Yeah, we're, I wish I, I, I wish I, I had absolutely. somebody like that to guard Tatum and Brown. Bottom that line, would like, be I, nice. I, bottom line is, I fully expect the Philadelphia 76ers to beat the Brooklyn Nets. If the, for some reason, the Sixers lose to the Nets in the first round, Doc Rivers shouldn't even be allowed in the locker room they, after the game. If they lose to the Nets in the first round, it's not really a question. You blow the whole thing up. Yeah, 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 definitely. You remember remember this uh, this past uh, uh, last college football season where it looked like that video, it looked like uh, Herm Edwards got fired on the field? <laughs> That's what they should do to Doc Rivers if if they oh, yeah. lose to the Nets. You see Josh Harris, and you see, you know, in fact, you know what? Because Daryl Morey should go too. You should but see like, Josh for anybody Harris listening. Let's let's be clear. We're talking about second round matchups because in yeah. the Eastern Conference this year, it's pretty much assumed by most people who follow the sport and following what's going on that the top three seeds in the East are the clear superior teams yeah. to the rest of the conference. You could even say the top four teams. I, I would say. No, you can't. I, I would, you, no, you can't. You're not, you're not a believer in Cle Cleveland? No, Cleveland doesn't make it to that level of the other teams. Okay. Okay. Too young, too inexperienced, and their best player actually likes to play hero ball. Mm. They're not on the level of the other teams. Okay. Fair enough. Fair. Young, young, talented, fun to watch. Best player plays hero ball. He's an undersized two that under that can't guard his position. They've got that team's got holes. Okay, all right, fine. Well, we'll leave that for the Cleveland podcast. But none, <laughs> but none, nonetheless, I, I, I believe you know. Un unfortunately, I see another second round exit mm -hmm. and. And I'd have, I'd have felt better about their chances if Boston would have ended up as the one seed and Milwaukee was in the two spot. Uh -huh. I like that matchup better. And I've been uh -huh. saying that for most of the year at this point. It, it's, it really came down to matchups for me. If it was Sixers versus Milwaukee in the second round, I'd feel much, much better. I just don't like well, we that matchup with Boston. The perimeter defense, the Sixers have lacked all year, I think will come back to bite them. 
All right. Well, we'll definitely get into more Sixers in the coming weeks. We'll because we got to because we really. Uh, we oh, we're gearing up for the playoff run. The play yeah. playing tournament yeah. starts next week. First round starts next weekend. We're there. Playing tournaments suck. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm now against them all. All right, uh, but but it, but before after, be, before we get out of here, uh-huh. we've now at this point seen two. 16 seeds in history win in the NCAA tournament. Will you concede at this point that if a team, even though they're in that first four, that first round, is if they're in the tournament, they're not even 16 seeds most of the time. No, no. You win that game, you're usually a 13 seed or something. No, no, no. no. You're supposed to be better than the teams that have won. First four is trash. First four will always be trash. <laughs> it's the worst part about what is something that is completely awesome. I now, didn't say it's not trash. I said it's part of the tournament. That's all I you said. Know, well, I would say that you would have a better argument if the, the two 16 <laughs> seeds that have won, uh, won tournament games came from the first From four. the player? Yeah, but it, I, it, I'm just saying by the seeding. Those first four teams usually end up as like 11s and 13s and such. Yeah. And they, I think, and they, and I think, and they tend up getting actually ranked higher and getting perceived as better teams than some of these 16s. Yeah. yeah. I think I, to, to me, why do you do like, that? Like some of those six teams are from terrible conferences that just yeah. have to get somebody in. Yeah. You yeah. know? And, and, and it's like, to me, it's like, okay, that's their role. Mm-hmm. And now the rule is that conference has to get somebody in. Well, they're uh, a terrible team, but did, did, oh goodness, now I can't because I'm, <laughs> I'm, one, I've, I've already moved on from the March Madness app off my phone. Uh, it, it's already been removed from my phone for another uh, for another off season. So someone <laughs> asked me, someone, uh, Javon asked, did uh, Fairly Dickinson play in the first four? I, I don't know. No, I don't know, and I don't feel like looking. No, they didn't. Uh, After, they didn't? That's that's my point. Like the teams from the first four. Usually end up being higher seeds than the sixteen seeds. Well, and no, well, no, well, I'm saying that. Well, that's the the new, ver- like the you, teams you that to- came out that first day, moved into the next round where you're as round of sixty four, mm-hmm. as higher well, seeds well, than fairly Dickinson. The, the first four, there mm-hmm. are two games between. There are two different games between two different teams fighting to be a sixteen seed. But that's and the thing. The other- and They're the not fighting to be 16 seeds. They're mm-hmm. fighting to be like 13 seeds. No, but what I'm saying... Okay. They don't get in as 16 seeds for the play-in tournament. No. You want teams, them to be You want them to be the 16 seeds. No, what seeds. I'm saying... When I'm, two teams end up 16, and then two teams end up 11 in the first four. It's half and half. And what I'm saying mm-hmm. is, it should be... Instead of doing that, it should be the last four in versus the last four out... And you all play for 11 seeds. You're playing for an 11 seed in each region. Okay. That's or maybe maybe a 14 or 15 seed, something. Oh, no, I, no, no. I, I no. If you win your conference tournament, if you win your conference tournament, you should be you earned that 16 seed and that and and, and that uh, cookie the, you get from the number one seed. That's let's see, that's the thing though. It's like you you won your conference tournament. Like some, let's talk like some of these sixteen seeds, they'll win their conference tournament. Yeah, yeah they're gotta get in. Yeah. But but their conference was trash and they won like 18 games. 
they're a 16 seed. You're in, but some of these other teams that might end up in the play-in, they might be 2021 teams from well, I, tougher conferences. Well, well, I, I, will, I will put it to you this way. You know? I'll, I'll put it to you. Like, take Texas Southern. Okay. Did not win their did not win their regular season, right? But they lost. Uh, but they won their tournament. Mm-hmm. So I think they weren't even five hundred. Like they might have been a thirteen win team. That's a sixteen seed. That's a sixteen seed. You know, you should have to play to earn that sixteen seed. You got your sixteen seed. Take your sixteen seed. Take the sixteen seed L that comes with it. Don't make them play to be a sixteen seed. That's not entertaining. I don't need to see that. How many games are you watching on Tuesday ex- anyway? How many of those? Ex- two- no. Well, How many? Ga- you talk about you don't need to see it. How many Tuesday games it. are you watching anyway? Are you I'm watching any watch- Tuesday game? Are you watching any Tuesday games right now? No. No, because, <laughs> no, because I hate the first right. four. <laughs> so it doesn't I hate change the first four. So it, it does, doesn't it change does. anything. If you, have, if you make if NCAA, it's still games you're not watching. NCAA, listen to me. It's still be two it, games you're not the watching. First four, the last four in versus the first four out. You still wouldn't be watching. I would, no, I would watch. I would no, watch. You would. <laughs> I would. You'd be like, because you'd be looking at this. Uh, these are all four te- These are all teams that are going to be gone on Thursday. That's no, how you'd be looking not. at it. No, because <laughs> those teams that play for the higher seed, <laughs> that's where you got the. That's where you got the LaSalle from when the LaSalle went on that run with the, uh, with uh, the Southwest Philly floater, that VCU team, with that, that Shaka, where we first got introduced to Shaka Smart and VCU. That's where you found them in the first four when they were playing for that 11 seed and they were able to. Mm-hmm. They, they, well, I they think it's 11s able, and 15s, not 11s and 16s that they no, did. It's, I it's think 16s. It's, like, it's, it's no, yours? I think it's, I think yeah, it's, it's 15. You got, you got, you, you, yeah. Uh, Javon, thank you to Javon Alford because that man's watched this entire show. This is an hour <laughs> and 15 minutes. This man's been here for the beginning. I'm, I love that, brother. He asked, Would I be a fan of the first four if Morgan State was in it? If Morgan State was in it playing for a 16 seed, I would absolutely watch on Tuesday and still be mad that they're, that they're, in fact, it, I would, it would empower, it would make me angrier. If Morgan won, now I will say this: the two. Now it's been a couple years now. The the two years straight that Morgan went to the tournament, they won their. I believe they won the regular season and their conference tournament, and and went it up ended up being a 15 seed, mm-hmm. and didn't have to play in in the first four. Because I one year they played uh, West Virginia and just got cooked. And then another year they played uh, Blake Griffin in his last year at Oklahoma, and got cooked. But um, so if Morgan was in the first four, uh, I would yes, I would I would be I would watch, but I would not be a fan. I would, I would it would make me even angrier. Would you tell your kids Morgan made the tournament? Yes, because they did. They made the trash. And you know, the for the last three years, you've been arguing with me that those weren't tournament games. It's, and you've been arguing with that it is. It it, it sucks. I would. <laughs> they would. They would hear every. So you're admitting hear, I was right then. I, I'm cool with it. I, that I, is tournament works. games. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, oh, oh, yeah, yes. Oh, yes, yes. Right. Yeah, you're right. That is uh that they're tor- that games. they are tournament games. But okay, they stay still trash. 
I, I'm, fu- I, I'm fine with that. I think we finally reached agreement on this. No, they're okay. tournament games that stick. There you go. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. That's why this show is an hour and 15 minutes. That's why we're not on any network shows. That's why we haven't been picked up by any radio stations because we can't adhere to a time limit. That's why. Because we, we come in here, we say we're going to talk Phillies, Sixers, and Eagles. We spend 50 minutes on the Eagles. And 25 on the Sixers? Well, 20 on the Sixers and 5 20 on the Sixers and 5 on March Madness, and that's over. And we didn't even talk about the actual national championship game. We didn't talk about we didn't talk about the the controversy of uh, Caitlin Clark and age. All right. I was going to leave that alone. Okay. But you brought it up, so let's go four minutes before we get out of here. Okay. Caitlin Clark and Angel Reese. JB, you know me. Yes. You know I like to compete. Yes. You know I love my sports. Yes. And you know I absolutely have fun talking trash. Yes. Yes. Anybody who's ever been on the court with me. Yes. Knows I like talking trash. Yes. Yes, you do. And I have absolutely no problem with anyone on the court talking trash as long it's in reference to the game. If I'm talking about your jump shot being broke, cool. If I'm telling you your handle is trash, fair game. If I say you can't guard me, your feet are too slow, that's part of the game. What about the what about the hand? You're too small. When they put the hand down at the ground. You're too small too to small. guard me. Yep. You got- I, I was playing a pickup ball, pick pickup game in college one time. And they're, they, you know, summer ball, mm-hmm. high school kid who could play was in the gym playing with us. Mm-hmm. And high school kid could play, but, you know, less time in the weight room, no grown man strength, all mm-hmm. game long. Swing me to rock. He's too small. He was saying that Swing, about you? I was saying this about him. Oh, okay. All game long. He's too small. He's too slow. He can't guard me. I'm yelling it for the whole grab. For everybody to hear. Yeah. And it's not even like I'm talking trash. I'm literally saying this to my teammates so they keep giving me the ball. Yeah. It sounds like trash talk, mm-hmm. but it's really part of the game. He's too small. Swing rock. Ask Charles Barkley when he had little man guard him. Mouse in the house. Mm-hmm. You'd say it. It's part of the game. Or Shaquille O'Neal. Now, if you start talking about somebody. chicken. Mm-hmm, you start talking about somebody's wife and kids and things yeah. like that. Yeah. That, that, that's off limits. If we talking ball, I'm good with it. Mm-hmm. I'm good with Caitlin Clark doing it. I'm good with Angel Reese doing it. Yes. I'm good with it. Yes. Period. Yes. Anybody who doesn't like it, it's one of two things. You're an old fuddy-duddy who doesn't like fun in basketball. <laughs> Just call somebody a fuddy-duddy. Yes. You're an old fuddy-duddy who doesn't like fun in basketball. Or you were one of the people who was cool when Caitlyn did it, but had beef when Angel did it. Mm-hmm. It's one or the other. You just because there are some funny duddies who just don't like anybody to have fun, and mm-hmm. it wasn't about race for them. No, I, but no, I but there's a nice segment where it's about race too. Yeah. Here's I, what I, I want to ask you before okay. we get out of here, because uh-huh. I because I, I have a feeling we feel pretty similar on that one. Yeah. Here's how what I want to ask you: How do you feel about your first lady? 
saying she wants Iowa at the first White House too. I oh, okay. How how you feel oh, about for, that? For, for, okay, let, let let me get to that. First off, you you are right. We as far as the trash talking goes, we're, we're pretty much on the same page. Mm-hmm. As, as far as I'm concerned, Caitlin Clark is not the problem. Mm-mm. No, she's not. She's the not the problem. She is not the problem. She's talking. And I don't. I don't want anyone to frame it like like it's yeah. Caitlin Clark Clark like, causing a problem. She yeah. has, she's been this, wonderful this, through this, all this. This this really is not Caitlin Clark versus Angel Reese. Mm, not at all. And and to me, making making it that takes away from the fact that that was a really good game. Absolutely. That was that that was a really good game. Now that being said, I will say this about the first lady. I think we live in a society that does not give out, uh, does not tend to give out the benefit of the doubt. Dr. Jill Biden is not a sports fan. I think Dr. Jill Biden is more of a fan of women's empowerment. I think she's not familiar with the whole trash talking thing, whatever, you know, whatever you want to call it. I think she was thinking out loud and came up with a really bad idea. So hold hold, hold, hold on. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me finish my point. Okay. I think she saw it as people pitting Angel Reese versus Caitlin Clark and said, Hey, instead of having these two, these two girls pitting up, you know, we just had a great game. She, and so she, she realized, you realized it was a competition, right? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It, it, it is no, literally no. one versus the other. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, let's see. Because I, I, I think, it's, your so, wife's a sport, you know, hold on, real, real quick. Your wife's a sports fan, or at least has a, a working knowledge of sports. Mm-hmm. Same here with my wife. You know, it's, it's like my, my my wife is a sports. Okay. So it's it's not like it's not like you're sitting here you when you're watching a game with your spouse and you have to explain the game to them as you're watching. Right. So, but there there are people who do. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I and I envision Dr. Joe Biden being one of them people. Like doesn't necessarily understand what she's watching. She just knows that this is a big that this is a big game. This is a big moment, and she sees these. She sees the she sees the general public divided over this issue, and she says, "Hey, why don't we just invite them all?" And you being a competitor, me being a competitor, me us being people who know sports, we're like, "That's a dumb idea. That's ridiculous. That's stupid." And that's exactly why. President Biden, who is a sports fan, was like, yeah, no, no, we're we're, we're not doing that. All right. How many years was Joe Biden the vice president? Eight. And he's been president. This is going into his third year. Third year, yes. To complete it so far. Yes. So she's been around while her husband has completed 10 years of working in the West Wing in the White House. Yes. This ain't her but, first road. This ain't, her first, ain't her first rodeo. Ain't her first rodeo, but this is she probably, knows. Ain't her first rodeo, called. but let me point out. Hold on, oh, no, no, she no, hold knows. on, no, hold on. She it's knows not, she, that it's, it's the not, winners that come. Not her first rodeo, but also probably the first time 
in this presidency that you're now talking about bringing a team to the White House because they're, the term started in COVID. Mm-hmm. True. Not her first rodeo. She knows nothing else. There's a long history of winners yes. being honored by showing mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. And she decides in this moment, this is the time to bring up Let's start inviting losers too. Don't you don't have once again? Once again, hear me out. You don't have you don't have to understand sports to understand winning and losing. No, I I understand, and I don't think she thought. I think this once again thinking out loud with a bad idea. That's what I think this was. I don't think this was necessarily participation trophies because people love to throw that out there best case I don't scenario think, best case I don't scenario think, it's a you, participation you, trophy no no it's not i think it's a i think it was a bad idea to give her a pa- participation trophy no i, I don't think you want to reward her for losing i don't she showed up and competed i think without was, winning i thought she she thought that this was and she thought that this was well you know what do you remember Early in the Obama presidency, mm-hmm. when Professor Skip Gates was arrested for basically breaking about into, beer gate, huh? To what when they beer gate when they sat down had a yeah. beer? Yeah, uh-huh. when 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 people when 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 it when people turned that incident into the community versus the police. And mm-hmm. President Obama said, "Hey, why don't you both come down and we'll have a beer and we'll we'll hash yeah. it out." That ain't sports. I understand that, that but we're talking I'm about and what you? No, Jay-Z. we're not. Jay- what we're Mike, talking about? Right? Mike, hold on, we're hold on. not hold on. talking about sports. No, you well, hold, hold on for hold a on. second. Let's time out. Let me. There is no timeout. There was. Uh, this is I, not I, sports. That's not it, what but, she's talking about. But 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 John. John, but you're you're no, you're, you're, you're John, time out. Oh, hold on, hold on, because she said at a sporting event that the loser of the sporting event should get the same reward as the winner of the sporting event. You can frame it however you want. Obama and the professor and the cop were talking about real life. We're talking about giving an award to the loser of a sporting event. That oh, I'm a, let no, me finish. No, no, no. Let, let me finish. I want 10 seconds. I want 10 seconds to finish the thought. What we are literally talking about by definition is a participation trophy. You're giving an award to someone for showing up, not for winning. That is the participation trophy. Best case scenario, that's what it is. That's the definition of participation trophy. I'm done. No, it is not in this particular case. And I am going to take 10 seconds to explain to you why you are wrong. I do not think that Dr. Jill Biden was thinking about it in that context when she made that suggestion. She saw a public discourse and an opportunity to address that discourse. And in that idea, that she suggested it presents itself as a participation trophy. 
So like I said, she's thinking out loud of a way to address this public discourse that ends up being a bad idea. And that's why the no. let me finish. I'm listening. I sat it. I'm listening. That is why the president who actually makes these decisions was like, yeah, no, we're not doing that. Now I'm saying you want to say, yeah, you know what? This is not her first rodeo, but anybody, any sports fan who is related, who has a wife or a uh, sibling or a friend who is not as avid a sports fan as them, know you can explain this to them a million times. And every time they watch a game with you, it's like the first time. I agree. So we're not talking about the rules of the game. No, we're, not we're not talking. talking we're not talking about, about understanding the sport. About, then, then we're talking about. It should about, not be. Then it should. Jay, you're Jay, right. It should. What we're talking it, about it should not be but, hard. But what we're talking that this was JB, a bad idea. What, what we're talking about is the award, the recognition that for many, many years, traditionally is That's only it is. for winners. That's all it was. It was like like idea. trophies for a long time when oh. we, we when you oh, and me were kids. It was well, it's, you, it's a, JB, a bad idea made by someone who doesn't when, make the decision. When you and I That's were kids, yes, right? Who were yes. trophies for? You're overthinking this. When you and I were kids, trophies, the trophies were for the were, winners. Were you're for winners. overthinking this. And then, and you're then somewhere, overthinking this. Oh, I'm not because you're because yes. this this is where participation trophies came from. It has nothing to do with J- participation J- trophies. We, this is a bad idea. It was a bad. She yeah, made a bad so, idea and misspoke. It, it was a bad idea. You know what else was bad idea? Participation trophies. It's the same bad idea. Take the people and lose, and give them some recognition so they don't feel bad about what happened. That's what she wanted to do, right? No, she wanted to address the public discourse that was Angel Reese versus. That's not Angel what she Clark. said. She said, this was a great game. Can't we invite them all to the White House? She wasn't talking about the discourse. She said it was a great game. Over, Can't we invite think, them you're all? You're overthinking this. You made a bad idea. You're overthinking it. You're adding layers to it that's no, beyond what not. she you said. You made a bad idea. You made a I'm, bad, just, bad, I'm bad going idea. based on simply, I, we agree, it's a bad you idea. This, please, people, I'm going people, based people, simply on what she said. People whine about these uh, these participation trophies all the time. I hate and participation trophies. But the problem is, it's so subjective. You can make that You can make that about almost anything. There are people who sit here and talk about participation trophies in church and in, in, in sports who then give them away and a million other things in life. What I'm saying is, yeah, you know what? You If you want to make this about participation trophies, that's fine. Okay. You know, but, but it's like, it's, it's BS. She made a bad idea. In the end, I was not invited. What, what other... Uh, in what, the end, I was not invited. They're not coming. Okay. They brought, the, you, the man who made the decision said, nah, we're not doing this. I was cool with I, that. I, I know, have a question. Whatever happens, happens. Because you, you just made an analogy where you said people don't like participation trophies, but do it on other, every other aspect of life. What other aspect of life do you get a participation trophy for? What I'm saying is... No, no, because you just said it. What other, yeah, yeah, what other no, aspect no, of life does it happen? Stop asking me questions and cut me off after the second word. 
Because that's what you do. You ask me a question, they cut me off right after the second word. They say, hey, John, what about this? Because you're going somewhere other than the question I asked. I asked a simple question. How do you know that after the second word? It's a simple question. How do you know that after the second word? Then let me answer. It's a simple question. It's a simple answer. What I'm saying is we live in a a society where people say that, you know what, no one can be wrong. Everybody can be right. And this is why I said you're not answering my question. The simple question I asked what you know other aspect of life do people get in participation in? aspect of life. Name whether one. it's sports, whether it's Name. politics, whether it's music, whether it's religion, it does not matter. Any aspect of life, pick one. You get participation you wanna, trophies? You get, yes, yes. Where you can get a part, yes, in politics, you can. people will talk about everyone, everyone can be right. In religion, everyone can be right. In music, everyone can be right. Is that not true? That's a yes or no question. Those are not, Is no. That not true? Those, are, yes. those are not participation trophies. And no, it's not true. Politics, people say everybody can be right. Our country is as divided as ever because no one says everyone else is right. No one no, thinks everyone can right. be right in every, politics. Every, every, it's every, I'm right and you're wrong. But yet, That's but what yet politics the is. Ma- but yet, and the fact of the matter is we, we sit here and we operate because everybody can be right. Yes. I can be right. You can be wrong. I can think one thing. You can think another thing. Everyone's right. That's That's it. So to me, in the end, it's like, look, no one she came up with she, it was a bad idea. Mm-hmm. It's a bad idea. She's thinking out like, hey, you know what? She's thinking of a way to try and and and, and resolve this issue. You want it, it's like, all right, was no. What no, issue was she to trying to that. resolve? Hmm? What issue was she looking to resolve? The issue was the issue was people making this about Caitlin Clark versus Angel Reese. Two side. Hey, the discourse between Angel Reese was Angel out of line for what she did and 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 the attention that their exchange took away from a great national championship game. Mm-hmm. That was the problem. So she said, hey, why can't they all come? Bad idea. Bad idea. Mm-hmm. And in the end, that's not, it's not happening. The man who actually makes the decision, the man who actually uh, who actually extends the invitation was like, yeah, yeah, we're not going to do that. Okay. Now, to be clear, I was not suggesting that the first lady was making this about race. I, 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 hold on, let me, because I know a lot of people have brought that. I know I didn't say you brought it up. I'm just make. I'm just being clear here. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying she was saying, oh, the black girls won. Let's invite the white girls, too. Mm-hmm. I, I heard that take. That's not where I'm going with it. Mm-hmm. I'm simply saying it's a participation trophy, and I hate those. That's my point. I hate those in any walk of life. Mm-hmm. I mean, you were a third grader, and you lose You in a track, track meet. You're not getting a trophy from me. Okay. That's fine. I don't believe in those. That's fine. It's a bad idea. Like you said, it's a bad idea. It's a bad idea. idea. I I hear what you're saying. I think the debate against against participation trophies are overrated. Not saying that I necessarily disagree with your sentiment. I think people put too much emphasis and people want to make anything a participation trophy. I think we get into the point where, you know, now if you, if, if you tell uh, runner-up, they did a good job. Oh, you're giving them a participation trophy. I think this was a bad idea. 
and that's, I, what, I, I think, that's I what I mean. It, I, like, if she comes out and says it was a great game, they both competed hard and deserve respect. Fine, leave it there. The but when you, when you, make, but, no, no, but when you move into saying. the realm, she that's the that, and that's this is where we this is this is this is the point that you're you seem to struggle to grasp. Well, I'm not we struggling to grasp no, anything. No, it, it I'm not struggling to like grasp anything. We haven't moved into any realm. We asked the opinion of we asked the opinion of someone that, who was not. You were talking about me maker. cutting you off. You cut me off. Talk about you cut me off. Talk about we, we haven't moved to the JB. You cut me off. Talk about we haven't moved into any realm. You didn't even let me finish that statement. You're responding mm -hmm. to an incomplete statement. Okay. Okay. What I was saying is she moved into the realm where she went from saying acknowledging that girls played hard to wanting to give a reward, a winner's reward to a team that lost. The White House visit is a winner's reward. True or false? Yes. yes. And she wants to give the winner's reward to the loser. True or false? That's true. Participation Who is she? trophy. Who is she? The first lady. Who is she? Who is she? Does the first lady make that call? Yes or no? No, no. I'm asking I you. I don't know. I'm asking you. Does no, the person I answered no? you. I answered okay, you three no. times. So, so I never said she makes so, that call. So, no, but what I, I am saying is the fact that that if the fact that someone who does not make that call has that opinion does not bother me. You're, I would have more. You're, I would you're saying more. that as though the first lady's opinion is not is a standard per is of a non-influential opinion. The first lady's opinion, it holds a little different weight than somebody else's opinion. Her husband said no. You're right, he did. Her husband said no. So mm -hmm. no, it doesn't. So in this case, in this particular case, no, it doesn't. No. Then respectfully, Once she should have stayed out of it. She was asked the question. She answered. She was asked, should, the, should they come to the White House? She, she, she threw out she an idea. She volunteered that. She had an idea. She threw out an idea. It's bad. Thinking out loud, had a bad idea. JB. Nothing more, nothing less. J, JB, you, you, you work in network television. Yep. Yep. You have ideas yep. all the time yep. Yep. that you know when to keep to yourself, yep. don't you? Yep. I keep them all to myself because they don't pay me for my ideas. But and really, she don't she, get paid for her. I'm not the first lady. She don't get paid she, to talk she, sports. You got to know when to keep it to yourself. She wasn't paid. She gave her opinion. I'm just, say, I'm just saying, gave, no one to keep it to yourself. She, she gave her opinion. So why? She's not the decision maker. Why does it bother you? The person, a person who Bet, we sit here. We JB, sit here. How long like, have you known me? I'm just, how long have you known me? Bro, what if, what if you heard a dumb idea not bother me? When you I don't start have talking beef, about the first four, I don't have beef with the first lady. I have beef with the idea. Making a bigger deal out of it than it needs to be. First lady said, "All the reason it turned into a big deal is you tried to convince me it's not a participation trophy." Saying it's a stoopy. That's what I got me excited. Participation. You tried uh, to convince me it's a stoopy. <laughs> You're trying it's to convince about, they're me they're and they're usually led by people who didn't win. People, who, <laughs> people who want to win but didn't win. Those are the I, people I, who get particip participation trophies. Yeah, and they're sick of it. They're mad. They're like, hey, I, you know, it's whatever. It's this, it's like, look, a person who didn't make the decision, a, 
a non-decision maker. This is like, this is a non-factor. This is like, okay, this was just a bad idea. That's mm-hmm. all it was. A bad idea from someone thinking out loud. I don't need a, I don't need a dissipation about participation trophies. I don't need, I, I don't need that. Bottom line is, is it was like, look, Dr. B- Dr. Biden said, hey, why can't they both come? Like, yeah, that's do a bad idea. You, do you have a secret, discussion? Do you have a secret trophy room full of participation awards? Hmm? No, I said, I, what I'm saying. You, you sure? But, no, but, but, what I'm saying <laughs> but, but what I'm saying is, it's like, the, the fact that this bothers you so much, the fact that you're so offended by this, that's funny because it's like you're sitting up here. It's, it's like, really? Like, like this is really a problem for you. Like, yeah, you know, this is because okay. like, don't give no. me, please don't JB. give me the whole the, the, the downfall of society. No, I, that's don't not what I. That's not what I'm giving you. JV, seriously, for, you. I used to coach youth. Mm-hmm. Participation trophies is one of the worst things I've ever seen happen to them. It is. It's bro. bad, bro, 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 bro. I coach you too. I, I th- personally, yes. I personally yeah, and, think and participation and, trophies and, and, are and bad for you. And, and, and I'm going to be honest with you. The youth I coach, their worst things is happening in them participation trophies. Be- you know why? The reason I say it, youth sports, most kids have no aspirations of going playing pro sports, right? Mm-hmm. The large majority of them never will. But mm-hmm. what they can get from it is life lessons on how to work hard, how to be a team, how to deal with things like loss. You and I are not fighting the same battle because I am not fighting for participation trophies. I'm fighting not to sweat this bad answer that this woman gave. I just hate participation trophies. They always oh. make me mad. The fact, that it makes you, that? the fact that it makes you mad, it, it just proves my point because it's like this was a bad idea. She came up with a bad idea. I was over it within a second. It was, yeah, a, bad, no. it was a terrible idea. Okay. Didn't need. I. I. I didn't need. I don't need lectures on participation trophies. I don't need people to sit up here and talk about why participation trophies are so bad for our youth. Woman just came up with a bad idea. I did not. I thought it was a bad idea. I kept it moving. Okay, that's fine. Last question, then we could go. Do you realize it wouldn't have turned into any of this if you hadn't told me it was not a participation trophy? Said this. I said. it's a bad idea. I don't care. It was, it was a bad idea. You making this into an issue about participation trophies. You you felt like you wanted to argue participation it, trophies. It only turned into you an argument because you it told me it, an, it turned into an argument because you want to argue participation. It trophies. told me an argument. It told, it, because it, you it, told it, me it was an not. argument because you wanted to you wanted to argue about participation trophies because it bothers so many people for in so many levels. And I think that whole argument is stupid. I I, I do. And that's not because I believe in participation trophies. I think I have yet to hear someone make their their claim for why it's so bad that makes it seem like it is as bad as people make it out to be. Dude, it's almost nine o'clock. Do you you think it's good for children to learn how to accept dealing with loss, or do you think it's good for them to learn to just deal? You said no, you've never heard. Didn't you you just tell me you've never heard any? This is too much, See, see, this is a disingenuous argument. JB, it's absolutely, if you tell someone you've never heard an argument, and then the second someone tries to make the argument, you start talking about you don't want to hear, you talk about, no, hear what you just said, you said you never heard it, and then when you start to hear it, you say you don't want to hear it, I've heard it before, which one is it? That's why I said that's are, why are, are, are you saying you're making an argument that you have not made before? This is not the same uh, thing oh, that you have said oh, for J- the last JB, 40 minutes. 
Did you? You just said you never heard an argument for it, and then when I and then when I make the argument, you say you've heard it before. That's what I said was disingenuous. Or, but you're saying that I've never heard this argument before. I'm asking you. You said you never heard it. Yes, you said you never heard it. And then when I started, so I started this argument. You said you never heard it, so I started to make it. Right, that was how it went. You said you never heard it. I make it. And then you say, I've been making it. You've heard it. And that's why I said it's a disingenuous, ar- disingenuous argument. You see that, right? You have to be able to see that. Okay. <laughs> like, come on. I love you, man. But you got to be able to see that one. You can't move the goalposts. Say it's not. You said you never heard it. Listen, so what, what you're saying, I, I said I never heard it. And then now you're uh-huh. trying to say that you, you're saying that. I said, said you I never, never heard, heard it. it. So, so you when start I started to, to explain it, it I you said, said I've heard, heard it. it. You say but what exactly. I'm saying is you're acting like we have not been we have we not been talking about this for half an hour? Then why would you say you've never heard an argument for it? What I'm saying is I disagree with your statement. That's so diff- what I'm saying is that's not disingenuous. I'm saying I don't no, I don't believe it. I don't believe in a half hour, and I'm not gonna spend another half hour <laughs> having this conversation. I'm saying no, I just you made your point. I understand. I disagree. I don't think that you've made your case. I don't. I don't think that people's people getting you know people's rally against participation trophy. I, I think it, it overstates things. I understand what they're saying. I, I I hear you. I just disagree. And I think people are just rush. This is an argument that people are just rushing to have. I think this was as far as. Well, how we started this argument, this was just a bad idea from a woman thinking out loud who really doesn't have a, a, a say in the matter. Mm-hmm. That's what it transposed. So, you know, I, I'm not interested in, in, in arguing participation trophies tonight. <laughs> Javas has cut this segment and throw this joy on YouTube. <laughs> it's already on YouTube. It's on YouTube, right? You're watching on YouTube. But... <laughs> Look, man, I don't, I don't care. I didn't, I didn't vote for Dr. Jill Biden. I didn't ask you to care. I don't care if you Look, care. Man, I don't want to say she had a bad idea, whatever. I agree. It was a bad idea. It's not a big deal. I don't think it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. It's funny to me. It's, it's funny to me and I'm laughing because the only thing I was arguing was you saying it's not a participation award. And I knew I could get under your skin by arguing that. No, but get but because it was absolutely a participation award, and I just had fun the last half hour getting under your skin. No, I mean it was cool, but fact <laughs> of the matter is, it's like, I th- but but equally, it's like as you sit here and, and you've tried to make this argument over and over, it's like the fact that I'm saying the fact that I'm like, look, it still doesn't change anything. It doesn't change how I feel. You said it was a you, like you're mad. I said it was a. I, uh, I said it's. A, I, I said it's. A, said you said it wasn't. A, and and like, I said it was. That's yeah, the only thing we actually yeah, argued about. Yeah, you know, you said it wasn't. I said it wasn't because I'm saying it's just a bad idea. You want. You mm-hmm. chose that. I you just say to it's argue. both. Yeah, hmm? I say it's both. Yes, I wanted to argue. I, I understand. We had I too gave much. You all that you can handle. JB, we had too much off, and I gave you all that you could handle. JB, we had two months off. You know, I needed this. And look, man, look, man. Here's the thing. Look, bottom line is people. People who watch this, people who I grew up with, who watch this podcast, who 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 know me, who know, it's like, look, man, I was, I, I love playing basketball. I, I used to love playing basketball. I don't play basketball anymore. I'm fat and old. But nonetheless, <laughs> I used to love playing basketball, and I was never very good at it. Mm-hmm. But the one thing I could do is talk. I talk with the best of them. 
I you play me in basketball, you drop 40 on me and still want to fight me after the game. <laughs> no. Like it was the other way around. You had a game of your life and still want to square up with me after the game. And I and I'll take that's my participation trophy. You know what? I hey, you know what my win is? Mine is winning. Mm-hmm. Winning's my reward. That's fine. That, that's fine. And, and I, I get the win. I'm ter- happy. I make you feel as ter- and I make you feel as unhappy with that win as possible. Nope. That's fine with I, me. Because none, I, none I, I care less I, how I, I win I, as long as I win. I, I, I say all that too, Seth. <laughs> that I did not mind. That the trash talk did not mind. I like the trash talk. I thought as like, did I'm I. watching the game, and as soon as I saw her hit the jump, the, John the trash Cena, talk makes it more fun. As soon as she hit the the Johns, it's like to me it was like you that know, adds now, a layer of excitement to me. When that's fun. What do when when the Eagles lose? When mm-hmm. Eagles put out good teams and then they lose, what does everybody want to do? What do all the players want to do on the other team? They want to mock the Eagles and they want to do mm-hmm. the you know they want to do the bird sig you oh, know with the the Eagles get a sack and you see all the library the D linemen come with the high kick yeah and or. The, yeah, but, but it's to me, part, it's, like that's part like, of sports. I'm good with it. Like you remember, you remember. Let, let, let me take it back. To's first year, and I'm not talking about that preseason game against the, the first regular season game. Go long, yeah. First play of the game, about, yeah. But I'm talking about because the Eagles played the Ravens twice that season. They played them in the preseason mm-hmm. and then in they the played them season. in the regular season. And To scored that touchdown and did the Ray Lewis dance in Baltimore uh-huh. in their end zone yeah. while Ray was on the field. I love it. It's part exactly. of the game. Exactly. Uh-huh. Exactly. That's what made Angel Reese like I thought. Like oh, when she I, I did agree. It, that's what yeah. I mean. Like, that stuff makes the game more exciting. I love yeah. it. And that's what like. like and that's all me, I say with that. As long as we're talking about the game, yeah, I'm for, yeah. I'm all for it. Didn't call her out her name. Didn't you know, didn't say anything about her family. Just mocked her. Mm-mm. And that was. And, and I think. And for me. And for me. And let me go ahead. Let me finish. Go ahead. And for me, I think that's what part of my problem with the discourse. Like I looked at Keith Olbermann, a man who who mm-hmm. I, I saw, usually I saw, I saw that I, a, a person I usually agree and, with, and, who, I, who and, I agree with more. And he was on his old fuddy duddy, yeah, because he was he, on that, yeah, on that stuff like it's classless, no matter who does it, like the yeah. Caitlin. Because he was and, calling Caitlyn classes for doing it the previous but game, but and all. but here's the like, point, and and this is what you know we talk about what's being disingenuous is the fact that it's it's not just saying both sides were doing it, it's when you say both sides were doing it. Mm-hmm. So you can sit like people like when people were pointing out why is it now classless when this black woman is doing it. And it what where it wasn't when Caitlin classless. was doing it, when it was Caitlin exciting. Was doing it. And then everyone tries to hide behind that. There, you know, that's a political participation and, trophy. And you know what? Saying, you know what? Both sides are doing it. And I'm but, saying, why? But see, here's and, the thing. Because I agree, on, I agree with you completely. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. But I agree with you completely on this. But my, my issue is, it, my my issue was when you do it then, like Keith and and, and Oberman then admits it. He then admits it. Oh, I wasn't following the game. I just saw the girl, mm-hmm. you know, do this. And I saw, and then I hear that the other girl did it. So they're both sides are, both sides are guilty. I'm out of it. I'm like, no, that's mm-hmm. not cool. You, you know, that's disingenuous. And to me, it, it was like, it was that. It was Oberman. It was the dude, uh, the, the, the pizza reviewing guy from, from Barstool. 
And and, and, and my see, thing here's was, the thing. He, he called her class. He called her classless, and then made a video and said that this woman was st- said Angel was stalking Caitlyn. Here, that was the word that he used. Let's see, here's stalking. the thing. But here's the thing for me, like how you didn't want to have the participation trophy conversation. This is the part of the conversation I think is stupid and pointless because you just said it yourself. Like the guys like Oberman who said that stuff also didn't weren't watching. Mm-hmm. They weren't watching Caitlin Clark through the tournament talking trash and doing all this stuff to everyone, black or white, all tournament law. Mm-hmm. They weren't watching when now she's trailing the whole game of the championship after running her mouth the whole time and someone talks back. That's just fair play in the game. That's why like, I'm not even wasting much energy on that part of the conversation because anyone who actually watched the game knows that talk is foolishness. You see what I mean? So that's the part of the conversation. I'm like, yeah. why are we even talking about that? Yeah. Yeah. Anybody and, and, and who knows competition knows trash talk happens. Anybody who watched the game knows Caitlin Clark is the biggest trash talker yeah. in college ball right now. Mm-hmm. And when she was losing, of course, she's going to get it back. Mm-hmm. That's just whatever to me. Mm-hmm. Right? So that, that part of the conversation is really pointless to me. Mm-hmm. I see your point. I agree with your point. Mm-hmm. The same way you agree with me that it was a bad idea for Jill to speak, I th- agree with you this was a bad idea for Oberman to speak. Mm-hmm. But I also think the conversation is a waste of time because li- anybody who had that take, you know where they were. Mm-hmm. You know how they feel. Yeah. You weren't watching. You're just on that other stuff. You're on that other stuff. Mm-hmm. So that point of the conversation is like, those aren't people who can be convinced. Those aren't people who are worth debating with. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we can yeah, debate the merits of participation trophies. Like those people, they, there's no point. There's no merit in debating with people who had that take, mm-hmm. you know, that's just how I feel about that. I understand. Because, yeah, you have a problem with basketball players talking trash. You have a problem with basketball. Mm, yeah, no, I, I understand. And, and they can't. Look, man, David Portnoy from Barstool, I barely want to hear him talk about pizza. <laughs> man, I, I barely want to hear him shut Barstool down. No, yeah. like, man, I, I, how they have I, fans. I, literally, the, the only two good things about Barstool is Gilly and Wallow. That, that's it. And quite frankly, I don't think they need Barstool anyway. They're, they're they're too big for they can distribute their podcast on their own. We distribute JV, our podcast on our own. We were supposed to be done an hour ago. That was your fault, man. It was. It's all your fault. There, I'll, take your, exactly. I'll take it. Exactly. I'm not going to share the blame with you. There's one winner, one loser. You're. I, I win this one. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna both sides this and say, "Hey, we were both wrong." No, we were both oh. at fault. There oh, I've never said that. I was gonna. I uh, ain't say that. I was. You know going, I, ain't say I, that. I, I threw out some subtle. I threw out some subtle hints to trying to end this conversation and try to end this show. No, I, didn't, I just no. Wanted, this is your fault. Yes, your. You are the weakest link. You are the biggest no. loser. No. But it is my fault. <laughs> it is all your fault. It's all your fault. I love you, brother. Oh, man. And I ain't even had nothing in the cup today. What you got here? I look like some Kool-Aid, bro. This is some sort of tropical fruit punch. 
Yeah, I just had just had me a coke. That's 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 it, man. That's all I had today. You know, I didn't even get a chance to go back to the. I ain't, I ain't even get to go back into the good cabinet today, and that's that's see that shows you how long it's been that I can give you almost two hours of smoke off just a, a can of coke. But it's all right though, man. We'll be back, and we're going to uh, we got we got to track down some people, man. This this is what we need to work on. Because it's that time of year. Need to get Coach Ron Sizer back on the show. Talk some basketball. It's almost time to get Reverend Laws back on the show. We definitely, after today's show, we need some prayer. We, we need a minute. <laughs> so, after today's show, we, we definitely need Reverend Laws back on this show. Uh, need to get Anthony Gilbert on. Because I wanted, I wanted to talk to him about the article that he had on Liberty Ballers. Uh, and definitely going to talk about that. Hopefully, I'm working on Emory Hunt. Okay. Draft. Uh, we were talking to get him on the show to talk draft last year, and things just got we we just had uh, we just couldn't get the scheduling right, and then the draft came and came mm-hmm. away. So definitely got to try and get him on before the draft. We're working on all that. You could probably see all those people on the show, or you could just see me and Jonesy next week. Either either way, <laughs> tell us what you think about this show. Hit us up Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Jonesy and Brown or at BITW Sports. You can download this podcast wherever you get podcasts from. Just go to BITWSports.com. It's been a good show. It's almost nine o'clock. We were, we were planning for an hour. And then Jonesy decided to hijack the show and just give us another hour. And that's just what we got. Mm-hmm. I did it. I, I, I would give you final thoughts, but we, I, I don't have a third hour. Oh, we don't have nothing left. Right. I, I got nothing left. <laughs> All right, so enjoy your weekend. We'll be back whenever we decide to do another show. Peace, y'all. We out. Peace. You feeling this podcast? To hear this and more, go to SoundCloud.com slash B-I-T-W Sports or on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and search Best in the World Sports. You're listening to Jonesy and Brown. Brown. Brown.